Hey, it's Javier. I know many of you know me for pretend, but a lot of people don't realize that I actually have two other podcasts, Criminal Conduct and my newest podcast, Ponzi Playbook, which I host with my buddy Neil McTie. Well, you know, we played the first episode of Ponzi Playbook. It was about George Santos and his Ponzi scheme. We played that here on Pretend, but it was our first episode. But now we are 10 episodes in, and I feel like Neil and I have really found our groove. And so I want you to consider giving the Ponzi Playbook a second chance. So if you haven't checked it out, I'm going to play you one of my favorite episodes. It's more of a lighthearted episode. There's a lot of poop talk, and I apologize about that ahead of time but I think you're going to enjoy it. Plus, at the end of the episode, I have a pretty substantial, well, I don't know, it's substantial to me, I guess, a, a big update on the Stalker case. So you don't want to miss that. So stick around to listen to the Ponzi Playbook, subscribe to the Ponzi Playbook, wherever you get your podcasts, and then stick around to the end of the episode, and I will give you an update on the Stalker trial. Okay. All right. Let's play the show. Welcome everyone today. I want to warn you, this is going to be the shittiest episode of the Ponzi Playbook you've ever heard. I'm Neil McTie. I'm Javier Leva. And this is the Ponzi Playbook. have a real environmental problem out there. Take a guess. How many cows do you think live in the United States? Oh, my. I'm guessing there are probably tens of millions. Yeah, actually, you're pretty close. There's 95 million cattle in the U.S. alone. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of cattle. And, you know, cows produce, they're one of the largest contributors of greenhouse gases. I mean, it's a real, like when we think about global warming, this is a big, big problem, right? I've heard that, you know, it's uh, cow poop, right? Produces lots of methane. Yeah, it's because of the way their stomach, it's like a multi-chambered stomach and it ferments gas and other vegetation. And, and just to make it digestible and the end product is pretty much a planet killer, right? It's just gas, it's warming up the planet. But what... What if we could do something with this gas that these cows are producing? Like maybe like, is there any way that we could harness this energy and make it something else? Well, crap, Javier, you're making me think <laughs> about this. Um, maybe we could uh, use their crap for fertilizer or something like that. Would that be a starting point? Neil, think bigger, man. Come on, think bigger. like an entrepreneur. Oh, goodness. This is, this is a lot of cow poop. Think like a Ponzi schemer. Yeah. <laughs> Let me think. Maybe we could, you know, as the cows are releasing gas, we can just, you know, sort of 
capture the gas right out the back and yeah, like store it bag, somewhere. Like a yeah, just a like bag. just have yeah. like this bagging system where they just back <laughs> up and they and then we would just collect it, close it up, and throw it into like a tank or something. Would that work? Look, everybody says go green, right? When it comes to you know the environment, but I say yeah. go brown. Go brown. Yes. <laughs> What if you could capture cow poop, like just pick it up, scoop it up and turn it into energy? I mean, that's kind of brilliant. I mean, there are 95 million cows out there. That's a lot of dung. Yeah. And I wonder how many times does a cow poop a day? So each one of those cow chips or whatever they call them is uh, harnessing all of that untapped power and energy. Yeah. Javier, this sounds like a fantastic idea. I mean, this is big business here. Let's dig into it. Let's do something about this. Well, Neil, I hate to break it to you, but there's a company that's already beat us to the punch. It's called CH4 Power Inc. Here's a link here. I'm going to send you a link. Okay. All right. I'm waiting. Bingo. Got it. Okay. Opening it up. It says CH4 Power Inc. is the only firm in California providing a complete turnkey Waste to Power, Power to Profit program for the animal agricultural industry. CH4 Power Inc. provides a complete turnkey package of products and services. Yeah, Javier, it sounds like there's somebody doing this. Yeah, I love this website, Neil, because even the website Hero has a sequence of images. So for our listeners who, who can't see it, it's like from left to right, they have a cow, then they got a picture of manure, then they got a power grid. And a light bulb. So bingo. From cow poop to light bulb. <laughs> nice and simple. Yep. So who's behind this? Do you know? Yeah. So CH4 Power Inc. is run by a man named Ray Brewer from California. All right, Javier. I know our listeners know we're full of shit. We know a lot about Ray Brewer. Is Ray Brewer full of shit? Let's get into that. Well, I have to imagine that the sales pitch is a rough one, right? You know, like he's literally selling cow shit to investors. Yes. And he's trying to turn the lights on, you know, yeah. in their head so they uh, part with their money. That's a, a great salesman. If you can sell cow shit. Then you can sell anything. Yes, that's right. Ray Brewer, from March 2014 through December of 2019, he raised $8,750,000 through this CH4 power, which is actually the chemical name for methane, okay? Huh. Through a Wyoming registered corporation. Brewer said he was an engineer. He claimed to be building what are called anaerobic digesters on dairy farms in multiple California and Idaho counties. Javier, can you tell our listeners what are anaerobic digesters? Anaerobic digesters, you know, it, it sounds really complicated, but essentially they're just large machines that take the microorganisms and converts it into biodegradable material. And as a result, it's methane. And that methane is sold as green energy. And whatever's not used is they're converting it into liquid fertilizer or to solid compost, you know, creating different revenue streams. And the methane produced generates what's called renewable energy credits, which is an REC that represent greenhouse gas emission reductions. And companies buy these RECs to meet green energy regulatory and contractual commitments. So what you just described sounds like a very lucrative business model. I mean, you got cow shit, 
You got these anaerobic <laughs> digesters, and then they're generating valuable things like natural gas. They're also generating these byproducts. And then there are these renewable energy credits. And it just seems like a win-win-win, right? Yeah. Everybody's going to win, starting with cow shit. And Ray Brewer has built this ingenious uh, business around it. But yeah. yeah, we know. Ray Brewer's on the Ponzi playbook. And Ray Brewer misled investors. And Brewer was promising his investors 66% of both net profits and the tax incentives. So it was like very attractive to these investors. He took investors on dairy tours, falsely claiming he was going to build digesters on those dairy farms. He used stock photos of anaerobic digesters that were under construction, but he had no affiliation <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> He just grabbed them off the internet. He actually created fake lease agreements with dairy owners and even altered bank agreements. I mean, in one case, a bank actually sent him a letter stating that they had committed zero dollars to Brewer. But what did Brewer do? He took that same statement, fudged it, and changed that zero to 100 million. And he sent that to prospective investors and current investors. So people were just clamoring. They thought, oh my, Brewer is not just selling us shit. He's actually making money off of it. And Brewer created this elaborate shit show where he would take investors' monies and just distribute it and transfer it to multiple accounts under different names, including family members, and get this, a stolen identity too. So now he just has to hide the money, spread it around, make it look like it's coming from different places. I mean, he's sending people fake construction schedules, invoices, generating reports, RECs, and even sending pictures to investors. And he's also refunding some of the other investors while the new investor money is coming in. Are you bullshitting me, Javier? This guy's a Ponzi schemer. Let's put ourselves in the minds of the investors, right? They're receiving from Ray Brewer these fake documents that probably look spectacular, right? He probably has everything buttoned up so that his fraud scheme is going to work perfectly. So when we look at it from that lens, right, it is a very enticing investment opportunity. And we can imagine that with this incredible investment opportunity, Ray Brewer didn't have a lot of patience. And I'm sure he was saying to his investors, shit or get off the pot. But if you were a savvy investor, you would have gotten off the pot because the shit hit the fan. We'll tell you about that after the break. Picture this, a foggy evening, the whisper of secrets in the air, and an invitation to step back into the glamorous and mysterious 1920s. That's the backdrop of June's Journey, the game that's been keeping me glued to my phone lately. Instead of doom scrolling on social media, I am actually playing the part of June Parker, a daring detective with a personal mission to solve her sister's murder. And let me tell you, it is a roller coaster of emotions and puzzles. What's to love? Well, first of all, the thrill of hunting for hidden objects. I'm a sucker for these kinds of games. 
It's kind of like those books that we grew up with, but with a storyline that keeps thickening. Plus, the game takes place in New York to Paris, uncovering clues of scandalous family secrets that make you feel like a real detective. If you're ready for a dose of mystery, romance, and the glamour of the 1920s, June's Journey is waiting for you. Download it for free on iOS and Android, and let's see who cracks the case first. So Neil, what housing material repels mosquitoes, makes a stable foundation against natural disasters, and acts as an insulator, and it's a natural disinfectant? I think I know the answer to the question. I'm going to leave that up to our listeners to answer. You're right. It's probably poop. People have been building houses for thousands of years with poop. I mean... You're shitting me. (laughs) Even Ray Brewer built his house on shit. Yeah, all the cow poop money that he got, he invested it in his 3,700-square-foot residence, over 10 acres in California. He even has a 12-acre property in Montana with new trucks, motorcycles, and 50 guns. Wow, 50 guns, that's a lot. I guess he was shooting the shit. <laughs> okay. I like that. So listeners, at this point in the show, you have to take a shot every time Neil and I say a, like a shitty joke. So. <laughs> we apologize. Uh, this one's just too good. Yeah, and it's Friday, so we're recording, so why not? <laughs> so Neil, right before the break, we talked about this great investment opportunity, but then we discovered, hey, it's just another Ponzi scheme. So how did Ray Brewer, you know, what was his downfall? Beginning in mid-2019, things began to catch up to Mr. Brewer. He was faced with multiple civil judgments that his investors had obtained against him. He responded by shuttering his CH4 Power Company. He put his remaining assets in his wife's name. He obtained a fraudulent business loan and moved to Montana under the identity of another individual, different social security number, who was also Ray Brewer. And he began new frauds right away. Specifically, he obtained a home equity loan on his residence in California that he had purchased with stolen investor funds. And he deposited the proceeds into a bank account that he opened for a company called Renewable Legacy. So he's he's got a new legacy and for which only his wife was listed as an officer. So then he takes the proceeds to buy a 12-acre property in Montana and titled it in the name of Renewable Legacy. And around the same time, Ray Brewer purchased the Montana property and he used the Nevada driver's license of the stolen identity to open a P.O. box in Montana. And for those listening, Neil and I are going to tweet out a picture of Ray Brewer's driver's license. So it's Ray Brewer's face, but with the stolen identity's information. And we'll post this picture. And we know that he has been using this fake identity since at least 2003 when he used it in connection to a bankruptcy proceeding. So once Brewer moved to that ranch in Montana, he obtained a $118,000 paycheck protection program loan. You know, those loans that they were giving out during COVID. Exactly. So he got that from the Small Business Administration under the defunct CH4 Power Company name. And then he started a new company in Montana called Mesa Renewable Energy. So, I mean, he is just 
running with this. He then used his new company in August of 2020, which was just months before his arrest, okay, to bilk one more person out of approximately $90,000. And I'm not kidding you. This is what he did. He falsely claimed to be a builder of custom storage sheds. And then he took $90,000 from this person. And he said he was going to purchase materials, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what did he do? He just took the $90,000 and spent it on himself. So that's Mr. Brewer for you. So after Ray Brewer stole that $90,000 for that custom shed, what did he do? Well, he got indicted by the DOJ. This is the end of October of 2020. And then the sheriff came knocking. And this is a great story because, you know, as a host of Pretend, I love a good bullshit story. And when he gets arrested by the local sheriff's deputies in Montana in November 2020, he tells the deputies that he's a Navy veteran, which he also told some of his investors that he victimized. And he recalled how he once saved several soldiers during a fire by blocking the flames with his body so they could escape. Javier, those deputies probably thought to themselves, something doesn't smell right about this story. So, uh, what did the government actually discover about Brewer's past? Yeah, well, it turns out that the government checked his military records and he never served in the Navy or Go any figure. other branch in the military. Oh, and get this. Mr. Brewer also told the deputies that he was not even the person named in the indictment, although he later fessed up to it. It makes you think that maybe he was just trying to get the deputies to like him and maybe convince him to let him go or something. I don't know. Deputies weren't buying it. I mean, this guy is a consummate bullshitter. He actually, after the indictment, pled not guilty. He was detained. He tried to get bail. He was denied bail. This goes on for a long while, okay, after the indictment. And by February of 2023, Ray Brewer knows he's not getting out of jail. He's toast. The case against him is clear cut. And then by February 27th of 2023, Ray Brewer changes his plea. He's now saying, I'm guilty of wire fraud, I'm guilty of money laundering, and I'm guilty of identity theft. By June of 2023, he's sentenced to six years and nine months plus $8,700,000 and change dollars of restitution, and he's sent to a federal prison in California where he's now serving. You know, Neil, the only problem that I have with this episode is that I think Ray Brewer may have been onto something, right? You know, you could turn cow poop into green energy, but instead, you know, because this turned into a Ponzi scheme, I think he kind of left a brown stain all over it, right? Like, the question is, is turning cow poop into green energy, is that a good idea? And it kind of reminds me of Elizabeth Holmes, you know, the lady, the CEO who promised investors that just one drop of blood, you could run all these medical tests with one drop of blood. What a great idea. I think she was onto it, but she took it a little too far and it turned into a scam, just like Ray Brewer. But I can't help but wonder, is this still a good idea, turning cow poop into green energy? I think you make a great point there. People parted with $8,750,000 of their own money to Ray Brewer because they believed in this dream. And frankly, 
you know, believed in the idea that we could not only generate profits, but we could help the environment and also reduce carbon emissions and have a cleaner, greener energy source. So there is something there. And I'm sure there are folks working on this and probably there are legitimate anaerobic digesters and legitimate investment opportunities where this is functioning, or at least the initiative is in action. Well, I mean, one thing's for sure, you can turn cow manure into energy, and they've been doing this for over two decades. The problem is, and I read this great article that, you know, farmers have been putting these anaerobic digesters, you know, to help create energy, but it turns out that it might have been more of an investment than they were able to get a return on. And part of the problem, the article is saying that, you know, there just hasn't been a lot of energy put into this form of new energy. Like, you know, wind has a lot of, solar has a lot of support, but there hasn't been a great effort to turn cow manure into energy. And therefore, farmers that invest in it are not really getting the return that was promised. I think, you know, people are biased. The idea sounds like it stinks. (laughs) But unlike the glamorous, you know, harnessing of the sun's rays or the catching of the winds, you know, shit may just be a solution to our energy future. I mean, if you want to, I mean, you know, Neil, I don't know. In 20 years, we all might be using methane as energy derived from poop. But I don't know. Maybe that's not the real solve to begin with. Maybe the fact that there are so many cows and cattle out there causing pollution to begin with is maybe the biggest problem. Yeah, you're probably right. And there are a lot of advancements for lab-grown meat or alt-meat. All right, Neil, so what are we talking about next time? Well, we teased it on an earlier episode about that foot washing up on the shore. Maybe some of our listeners heard that. Well, our friends down under in Australia, they've been asking for us to talk about the foot that washed up on the shore And I'll just leave it at that. It's the foot of a Ponzi schemer, and it is an Australian Ponzi that has gripped that nation, and it's going to grip everyone here. Wow. (laughs) That's a hell of a tease, Neil. I can't wait to listen to it. So with that, my parting words, whatever you do, don't start a Ponzi scheme. All right, that was an episode of the Ponzi Playbook. They're not usually that silly, but let me tell you something. At first, I thought, a podcast about Ponzi schemes, that doesn't have any legs, but it really does, because the Ponzi schemes, most financial crimes are the same, but the actual characters around it, that's what makes it really interesting, because there's a Ponzi scheme in every corner of the financial world, and it's really interesting to see how they pull off their schemes and how often they get away with their schemes, too, which that, that was a little shocking. All right, now the moment you've all been waiting for, an update on the stalker trial. So, for those of you familiar with the judicial system, you know that trials get postponed all the time, and that's what's happening here. Tanya and Rick Fernandez have opted out of having a speedy trial. That means you know, their original trial was scheduled in September, and then it moved to October, and then November, 
But now the trial is scheduled for December 6th. It's expected to last a week. And so, you know, about a week, who knows? Uh, but, but one important note here is that the prosecution and the defense, the state and the defense, they're trying to come up with their list of witnesses. So that, that's one of the excuses that they're using for the delays. Of course, I keep a very close eye on this case. And, you know, every other day or whatever, I log on to the Maricopa County website and look at the public records that are published for this case. And I saw that there was a new document that had been published. And it, this time, this document was from the actual prosecutors from the state of Arizona. And the state of Arizona was asking the judge for, to call an additional witness. And this is the part where I did a spit take because I did not expect to see my name listed as one of those witnesses, Javier Leva Witness. It was submitted on September 13, 2023, so I kind, of, I kind of missed it there for a couple of days. But that doesn't mean that I am officially a witness on the trial. That just means that the state is requesting that they may use me as an additional witness in the case in chief or as a rebuttal witness. Before you get too excited about this, I'm not that excited about it because as a journalist, I want nothing to do with the trial other than to cover it. But now, me as a witness? What's the point of having me as a witness? Everything I know is out there in the public record. It's on the podcast. I haven't held anything back, right? My concern, my concern is that by being a witness, I might not be able to attend the trial. Therefore, I might not be able to cover the trial. So is this an attempt to silence me because I publicly have already announced that I'm going to cover the trial? I don't know. That's, that's where my mind goes, obviously. But, you know, I can't help but think of uh, the reporter who was, you know, covering the Elizabeth Holmes trial. For those of you who don't know, Elizabeth Holmes was the CEO of Theranos. And she was promising to give you a full blood analysis with one drop of blood. And while that sounded marvelous, it turns out that the technology wasn't there and she was basically selling a scam. Well, Adam Leshinsky with Business Insider was a reporter who covered this and he was called to be a witness in the trial. But the difference here is that he was called by the defense. And because of that, one of the concerns was that he won't be, wouldn't be able to cover the trial. But in the end, you know, it was ruled that he that the reporter could attend the trial and other people covered the trial, too. So um, that that's where my mind went. Another way to think about this is that maybe they have some questions about some of the methods or, or some of the subjects and interviews they were conducting on my podcast. Maybe they want the raw tapes. I don't know. I have not been officially called in as a witness, but that was pretty alarming for me to see my name on there because that's not what I expected. But hey, I um, am ready to cooperate depending on what happens, but we'll see. I don't know. You know, I, I don't want to make any decisions right now. Um, anyway, so that's the update on the stalker case. Of course, you know, I don't have any connections to Tanya and Rick Fernandez anymore. They, they, they're not really in communications with me, so I don't know if the stalking 
is still happening? Is John Gresman still sending them uh, harassing messages? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know. And so, therefore, um, this case has gotten more interesting, but, you know, now you're feeling what I'm feeling, right? When I was covering this case for two years, there were long periods where nothing happened. And then all of a sudden, it was just like a flood of new developments. So for those of you who are interested in this case, stay subscribed to the show. Tell your friends about it. Because, you know, if this were a marathon, I would say we're only halfway there. We, 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 there's so much we don't know about this case. Stay subscribed. I will keep you updated. You know what? Don't be surprised if the trial date changes again, because that's what trials do. And, um, but in the meantime, I'll be here and I will keep you posted. All right. Hey, remember, subscribe to Ponzi Playbook and the new season of Criminal Conduct. You could almost binge the entire thing. We're almost wrapping up the new season, season four of Criminal Conduct. It's awesome. So if you're looking for a podcast that you just want to like plow through and binge, all the episodes are available right now on Patreon and Pretend Plus on Apple Podcasts. So uh, check that out. Okay. All right. Take care. Creative Babble.